What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Middlecoff! Guy Vegas Hammerman! I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Middlecoff. Hampod has been uh, grinding, but also relaxing. Well, I don't know about relaxing, just on the move this week. Middlecoff yeah. in LA. Hammerman went to Vegas for 24 you, hours. And how long were you in Vegas? 18 hours? 24 hours. What, what time did you leave? Left at 10. Got back at noon. Uh, no, I guess I got left there. I got there at noon and left there at noon. Put it that way. Yeah, so that's that's a good little Vegas trip. Yeah, it's a good the, little Vegas. Trip. The, you, the, did the, you have to pay for anything when you were there? Uh, like some yeah, like food, some food, yeah. some drinks. Not the hotel. I can tell you the uh, if you're in if you've got somebody hooking you up, make sure they hook you up at the. I think it's called the Vadra or like the Vidara V D A R A. It's like an aria. It's like right next to the aria, or it's part of the aria. It's awesome. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Would you say it's the coolest hotel room you've been in in Vegas? Um, ah, it's tough because I stayed at a Cosmo several years ago. Room. Yes, yeah, the awesome. Cosmos. Cosmos are sweet. I say to I say to the, the Cosmo once. It's badass. Actually, were we? That was the we were the same trip. Or no, I think I've been at the Cosmo same. twice, but there was one trip. Maybe we start. We started at like the uh, the one that's the tower, the, the pyramid, and then I went to the Cosmo. I think is what happened because that yeah. that part was paid for. I don't uh, remember the hotel, but... the hotel I stayed with, stayed in in uh, in L.A. was pr- I promise you not the Aria. <laughs> but the point is that it was uh, it was uh, it was a good week for the Hampod. Just a lot going on. Middlecoff was all over uh, TV on Wednesday, national television. Fox Sports One, Colin Cowherd on on the set. Reggie Bush sat in that seat. Reggie Jackson probably sat in that seat. Magic Johnson probably sat in that seat. Mickey Mantle, if he were alive, would have sat in that seat. Yep. I mean, all. I mean, it's like the who's who. It sat in that seat. Do you know that this this podcast two people have been on national television on Fox Sports One? 
That's you know when you put it that way. I thought it was great. I'm like Colin brings you on, John Middlecoff, Cowherd Podcast Network, and the Athletic. Well, I I, I give I'm like him, and yep. Colin. He chose. I I was I wanted to jump in, but I was like, you know, it's not my uh, it's not my jungle. I understand. So you just I understand. It's but it's like, come on, man. I get it. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's fine. It's all great. I, I, I noticed that too. I won't forget. <laughs> it's all gravy. It's all good for the pod. It was very exciting. Well done. Yeah. Very good. What the what was it? What was the set like? I mean, it's pretty cool. Pretty pretty big. Uh, the the Fox Sports studios are just pretty sweet. You know, just I mean, it's somewhat like Comcast, just in terms of you can go into the green room. The difference in Comcast, you know, all the local guys you're gonna see. Like you just ran in. Oh, what's up? And you start talking hoops with I don't know Catino Mobley. And, you know, just start talking football with T.J. Husmanzada. And they're just sitting there bullshitting, uh, watching TV. So, talked a lot of hoops with Katino Mobley. He was just a good guy that just had takes and thoughts. And one thing we got into, and he was right, because I was I talked a lot to him about Draymond. We thought about Draymond. And he's like, well, when I came in the league, he's like, every team didn't just have one seven-footer. They had multiple seven-footers. I'm like, yeah, man, I grew up on some of those Kings teams. That like Weber Vladi, that's all we talked about. He's like, yeah, what about Thunderbird and Keon Clark and Scott Paul? Like they had every team had five or six legit six eleven to seven two guys. And I'm like, he's like, who gives the Warriors problems? I'm like, well, Embiid's the Cats. The he's like, yeah, he doesn't have to play many of those guys. He did, he just thought that you know guys like him. The league is just so much more conducive to these hybrid players that back in the day, if you were a big like. You're getting Weber, Garnett, Duncan, Patrick Ewing, Hakeem. I mean, just every team, even the shitty teams, mm-hmm. Shaq, and then just the random teams had, you know, Olden Paul and the, I don't. Every dude's big. I'm like, yeah. I mean, fuck all these teams now. Like some of them, they play a center that's six eight because right. Montrell's Harrell was there, and he's like, I look at this that. guy. Uh, you and, my, and he, you, that was the same day, right? You guys were on same, the same day, day, and he's yeah. like, he's not that big, and he's not. And you I were mean, like, yeah, but that dude's small. Yeah, I'd fuck that guy up in the post. <laughs> but Montrez has got Draymond by three inches. But he's a, he's a starting center for a playoff team. He's 6'8", guy. It was just fascinating. And I was like, because I was talking to football, I'm like, yeah, football's changed a lot because I didn't actually talk to Reggie. But think, Reggie kind of got crushed. Like, his, wouldn't you say his Bush. NFL career is viewed as a disappointment? Reggie yeah. Bush? Yeah. Can you imagine if Reggie Bush came in now? Like, why couldn't he have... I, maybe McCaffrey's better, but why couldn't he play like that type role? You think Christian's kinda... better between the tackle runner, like more of a power back? Yeah, but I I remember Reggie crushing it between the tackles in college. Yeah, so do I. I you know, the the problem for Reggie, part of the problem was just that he came in as maybe the greatest, you know, one of the greatest college football players we've ever seen. Yeah. But do you agree that the league. Like, if you're a three-point shooter, that's all you do now, you can have a pretty good NBA career. Like, there was only a couple guys that could really pull it off back in the day. Now, every team has multiple. Right. Like, Reggie Bush, 100% on a just a decent team, is averaging 70 catches a year right now. Like, right. a 25-year-old Reggie Bush. And remember, like, by year three, I was like, oh, is this guy even that good? Like, it would not be like that today. A lot of it is just, it shows you there's just some, a huge timing element to it all. Right. Now, the elite players like Steph or LeBron or fucking Adrian Peterson, like they're playing whenever. But when you're a little more niche and it turns out he was, 
you, you do need the like the professional league you enter to kind of be in your favor. Yeah. You know, for what your skill set is. Right. But, you know, he's I think his life's still pretty good. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think like you know, you look at like him and Liner. You're like, God, what it could have been. Like, yeah, their life, I think, worked out pretty good. Yeah, and I think Matt, like Matt's expectations coming into the league were a little yeah, different, right? We're, we're different. But who, uh, who would have thought, though, guy, that when it was all said and done, that Matt Barkley had a longer career than both? How long was Reggie in the league? Well, Reggie's career was probably like 10 years. Yeah, so? Oh, six to, yeah. I mean, but Matt Barkley, when it's all said and done, is going to have the same length of a career as Reggie Bush and, and double Matt Liner. That's wow. pretty nuts, yeah. right? yeah. Pretty nuts. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- uh, so, a few other things. Got so much to get to today. We're recording this on a Friday. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease, John. And this podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Uh, ease.com. The best delivery platform to get the best legal licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in CA. Anyone 21 or over can get verified online in minutes. Browse a vast selection of the best brands. And then you watch the count, the clock count down, minutes, not days, not hours, to your delivery. Yep, guy. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Your first purchase, you get $20 off. You go over $50, you get a free delivery. I don't know how you beat that. Uh, topicals, you know, if you get a little neck pain, you get a little Todd Gurley arthritis in the knee, in the elbow, oh, yeah, in man. the shoulders, you know, you, you get a little, you want a little pre-roll. You want a little vape action? I prefer the Sour Diesel. Ease.com guy has it all for you. Tell your friends. 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 Absolutely. Anybody from California that I saw in Vegas, I was like, hey, what the? Ease.com promo code ham. Ease.com promo code ham. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely share. Podcast also brought to you by my bookie. What, what a time, Metalcoff. What a time. I mean, it's pretty apparent. You start rolling around uh, casinos, sportsbooks, ain't where the action is anymore not for people that listen to podcasts uh the action is in their hands like at mybookie.ag or on your ipad or your desktop promo code ham and then the number one promo code ham number one and mybookie will match your deposit with a 50 percent bonus well guy as we're recording this so this thing will probably be out before the duke game zion came back i mean absolutely roaring thinking do it again you know what's crazy is Jim Beheim's kid is pretty fucking good, Buddy Beheim. Uh, and right now they're a four-point favorite. I like Duke huge. You watch Duke with Zion, and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into on Monday when the brackets come out that they are going to be the heavy favorite. Like they do look like on a different level when he's on the floor. Well, they're uh, this combination, right, of really talented, fun to watch, and every like the public's just going to love them as for good reason. Well, he, and the other thing, not just really talented, all those guys, especially, what's the point guard's name? Trey Jones? Yeah. Him and Zion, especially, those two guys play their ass off. Like, they, they're two of their four best players, play so hard. Tomorrow, guy, if Duke wins, Virginia plays Florida State. Who Florida State's not bad. They just beat Vontek. That's a pretty good final. Well, Florida uh, State beat Duke this year. Yeah, so that's... Right. Kind of yeah, yeah, Kansas. How about Gonzaga earlier this week? I think they're going to be pretty good value when it's all said and done. Whenever the brackets come out to win the whole thing, and again, we'll probably get into that next week. But 
St. Mary, Mary's is in the tournament, right? John, not only did it happen, it happened like literally two hours after we recorded the podcast, and I said Gonzaga is one of the three teams that I think will win the national championship. And what then the, I and then I didn't even watch the game. What, what time was that? I don't know. I didn't watch. I think it was earlier than you think because I didn't even know the game happened. I didn't really think to. I was like, I don't. I don't think St. Mary's that good. I'm not. Whatever. And then they lost by like 13. You know what's crazy is St. Mary's. At least it feels like this because a lot of times they're so dependent on getting an at-large bid. They they haven't won that conference tournament in a long time. Gonzaga, it felt like, had won, like, 10 straight. Yeah. That was a huge win. That was and big, they were not a tournament team. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. So, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, get your 50% uh, initial bonus de- in your initial deposit in your yeah. bonus. Uh, and then you, you gamble, obviously, on the NCAA tournament. Do you, are, can you tell me what the Colorado UW line is? We're recording this uh, afternoon. That game's at 6, which I think is when the Duke game is. So we'll yeah, so we got Colorado UW. I got one Colorado and getting three points. Oh, okay. It was one and a half earlier, and I, I spent a little time being bugged, but, like, what is wrong with that line? And then just deciding I like Washington to win. Well, what do you think about Arizona State <clears throat> plus one and a half? Uh, yeah, or- Oregon's favorite. What would you say, four and a half? One and a half. Oh, You know, this whole tournament, Oregon's getting a lot of love. Like, Oregon was a seven-point favorite the other night, got bet up to 12, like, in a snap. I really like ASU, but Oregon's playing as good a defense as Washington right now. I don't. I would stay away from that game, just me, because I think ASU's the better team, but Oregon might be playing the best basketball in the league, and they're deep, and they just – you look at them, they physically look different. And uh, ASU has a big guy named uh, Romello White who played really well. He's been scoring in this tournament. He can't score against Oregon. Oregon's good against him. So I don't I don't I if I had to pick John, I would pick ASU in that game, but Oregon's been a different team the last like two weeks. They've been really good. What do you think about this guy? We have potential. We got San Diego State, Nevada, and then Fresno State versus Utah State. And you want to fly back State to Vegas? Nevada win. Oh. Did that game in Vegas too? For the Bulldogs? Oh, it's the Thomas and Mack. Where so, was the where was the Pac twelve? T Mobile. So I'm walking to T Mobile. What the hell's what's the difference? What do you mean? T Mobile where the Knights play? Yeah. They're pretty sweet? Pretty nice. Yeah. I, I thought it'd be like closer to like Golden One and it's not but yeah, it's nice. It doesn't need to be Golden One. Uh Thomas and Max like twenty minutes away. Like but, is it would it be a legitimate NBA arena? No, nah, I don't think so. No. So if they had an NBA team they'd probably have to build another arena? I don't. I mean, you could do it. You could. It could be there, but it's just like you know how Golden One. You walk the whole concourse and you can see everything. Yeah. You don't have that here. Now, what you do have the cl- like little club levels on each side, and they got suites all the way around. So I mean, they probably could pull it off, but not ideal. I mean, all that matters is do you have the capacity? Do you have the suites? Do you have the locker rooms? You have. Do that? they have the suites? It looks like it to me, but I didn't really do an investigation. But there was a guy walking in a Fresno State polo, Middlecoff, and Thursday. And him and his wife were walking, and I see him, and I go, I say what you're supposed to say, right? Go dogs. Is there a dog in the house? Oh, oh, woo, woo. he bark, and, and he goes, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten softer. It's like what? They've got. Uh, but my point is, like, I'm not even rooting for the dogs. I oh, want Utah yeah. State, Nevada. So do I. I, I mean, that's. I'm checking into the hotel, and there's a Utah State fan. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a Utah State fan. I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be cool if you guys play Nevada. He's like, you know, immediately he goes. You know, they said that the racist thing says there were no racist <laughs> things said. I turned to my buddy Evan. I'm like, yeah, that's a little defensive, huh? Well, is Utah State an at-large team, probably? 
Mm-hmm. Like Nevada's in and Utah State. I think they're, they're both probably in. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, they're both. Check a bracket, in. but I think. Yeah, they're both. They're both, they're in, both in. Yeah, so that would be great. Okay, well that's good. Great I mean, for the Bulldogs. Yeah, get your gamble on mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one. You know, sneaky part of this uh, admission scandal, John. I didn't realize this till I was on my flight and I sat next to a guy who uh, who told me that there is like a relationship. He knows one of the guys who got popped from the Bay Area and uh, just said that there's some satisfaction in his in this the guy I sat next to in his home and some of his friends homes because they don't like this person and this person's wife. And uh, and it just got me thinking, God, there are probably so many rich people right now at the country clubs that are just having a field day with these stories. I mean, I'm enjoying them, too. Don't get me wrong. What uh, I wonder. So if I could guarantee your kid admission, because someone just sent me a DM. Yeah. On Instagram, not like some insider and just had a good point. He's like, does this not show the value? Like, where does this make the college athlete stand? Because if people are willing to pay five hundred grand just to get you in a college, doesn't that show how hard it is to get into a lot of these colleges? Or does it show like how much they deserve to be paid for the for the amount of money they're making these colleges? I was like, yeah, it's pretty fascinating, five hundred grand. But my, but my thing was, how did he pick that price point? Like, could he have gone a little higher? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. That I is mean, a lot of money. The thing that throws it off here is like most of these parents, I don't think, are valuing the degree they just want they no, kid. they just want the status yeah so it's not like it's hard to like value well, two, it two prominent names immediately kind of came out and got ahead of it one was phil mickelson but the, the, was it did somebody you sent it to me the first reply was like phil you're not really ahead of it if you tweet like a week later <laughs> phil 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 said basically his daughter would disown him and amy joe i don't think has released a statement that would be joe montana they also went through this guy. Now, I would imagine just the names of people that did not pay five hundred grand. I I do feel pretty confident if you had to go Joe and Phil, Phil, you know, it's like you know, it wouldn't shock anyone if he had Joe. I think we can safely say is pretty notoriously cheap. Like Joe ain't paying five hundred grand to get his kid went to Washington. The other kid went to like Montana or something, didn't he? Don't you feel like athletes are less likely to try to because. Yeah, it's more of a Hollywood, L.A. thing. Yeah, and also, like, athletes, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's an undeveloped theory that I just came up with. Well, but, but I also, yeah, I also think, Guy, they realize, like, does it really matter? Right. You know? like, so, so how many of them didn't graduate? And also, like, left school early, whatever. Just went and had fun. Like, they don't, like, you're part of a at, team. At first, I was a little unsure about talking about Aunt Becky's daughter because she looked really young. And then once I found out she was 19... You know, it's like, hey. Oh, yeah, she's old. Yeah, but, I mean, she's legal. That's that's the key here. She is absolutely a smoke show. And then I do some investigating. Guys, she has 1.3 million Instagram followers. She lost her big endorsement, though. Yeah, Sephora, or the, mm-hmm. was that the makeup company? Mm-hmm. I guess her and her sister both dropped out of USC or slash kicked out. Uh, I, the I the also, real scandal, John, in that house is what Tony Bosch cycle is – is Aunt Becky on that she looks exactly she's, the same? She's she looks fantastic. I another green room conversation with TJ Husmanzada. I I don't know if it was I was in the conversation, but I was listening to him talk and I chimed in a couple yeah, of times. Absolutely, there you go. He's just like how stupid. Like of, 
rich people have been paying kids to get into college in the history of time. Like, is this really that crazy? Guy, they arrested Aunt Becky with guns drawn, Roger Stone style. Fantastic. Like, do you she, th- her reaction had to be like, oh, wait, this is that serious? Right? I think she has to be floored. Like, I'm yeah. going to jail for this? I know. Because uh, honestly, when you, when you, you, it is hilarious. But when you do get serious, like she's going to go to jail, does she deserve jail time for this? I mean, like, I'm not, I don't think so, but kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like somebody, like it's a scam, right? That's what we're talking about. This is a scam. This is a scam. Like we're devaluing, this is, this is a scam, John. And, and, and this where the feds, to me, I'm like, what, like if, the, if everyone was paying $2,000, would, would they be doing this? Probably not. Well, my but, question is where, okay, are there always a victim in a scam? Because I think when we think scams, we think people are getting screwed out of money. I don't know if there's a victim here because they're still paying for the college. They're... Yeah, the victim would be like somebody who maybe could have gotten into the school. But they fake she was like a crew player. You and know, then she or like rower. gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't they didn't steal anyone's spot. Yeah, I, I think we're also got like you're. you're... Well, if like the if guy these are two thousand dollar vibes, this probably isn't a thing. I would agree. Well, that's why to me, isn't he the main culprit? Now I get where it's illegal if you're. If I mean, fuck. also the 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 knowingly like the faking the ACT, <laughs> like not like my buddy's gonna take it for me, but like we've got a whole network here of SAT fakers. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But again, is that a crime, faking the SAT? Yeah, I mean, like running a ring that fakes the SAT. Yes, I think I think we're pretty well, well yeah, established. That, to me, that guy is a legit criminal. But, I mean, you're all part of it. You know you're doing something wrong. Like, ultimately, you know you're doing something wrong. So, I can't really come to your defense on this one. Well, can they prove that Aunt Becky knew she was doing something wrong? Yeah, they got wiretaps. Oh, they do? Yes. Oh. Look at their voice. Like, so she's just going to get up and go to the bathroom, and then the other person will come in, and they'll finish the test? Oh, seriously? That's what it was? I don't know if that was hers, but that's one of the wiretaps. So, So, I don't know how they pulled it off. One of the students (coughs) that were getting the SAT taken for them. All the students clearly knowingly had their SATs taken for them. Yes. Would you, if I said, guy, someone will take your SAT for you, it'll guarantee fourteen fifty Because the one girl was like a 10-10, and then her score went to like fourteen twenty, which I thought they red flagged you if you had huge jumps. Oh, really? I, they did back when we were kids. But, and I said, guy, that would ensure that you would get to, into Syracuse or something. Would you have, and get a scholarship. Honestly, I, I, this is going to sound bad. Syracuse wasn't even on my radar when I was in high school. But it would if someone came to you and told you that. But I would have been like, well, oh, I, I, like my awareness of like what caught, like I don't know. I I, 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 I kind of agree. I, I just think I would have said yes. Yeah. If someone presented that. Now my parents wouldn't have done it. Yes, I'm in. Let me get twenty five thousand dollars from my parents. You're right. The fucked up part about this. It was probably less about the kid and more about the parents being able to brag the kid was going somewhere. The other thing is like you here's like you're a failure as a parent. Now look, these schools are good. I think I said this the other day, so I won't, these schools are good, so they're hard to get into. But like you had twenty years with every advantage to send your kid to the best schools and couldn't pull it off. But couldn't you also argue they're a private institution, so why does anyone care? Like they can allow anyone in on it's not on merit, it's how they pick and choose. You could, but to me, like the inst- first of all, the inst- like there are people at the institution that are being defrauded, right? Like we think we're admitting a student that helps elevate the value of our degree. 
Like, or, if I'm a, or if I'm a student, I got in the right way. Like, fuck this kid. Yeah, but, like, there's a fundamental issue, right? Like, if 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 everybody knows, not everybody, like, it's been reported they're frauds. But if, but if it becomes common knowledge that you can buy, like, just anybody and everybody can just buy their way into Yale. Not to say that people haven't bought their way into schools. I'm not saying that. But if it gets to, like, this degree where, like, that devalues the institution's degree. Like, that's a problem for an institution, right? But I, I always remember USC being known as University of Spoiled Children. Like, the rich, that's where the rich people yeah, went to school. And, and the legacies. But, I mean, again, like, I... And then I had a dude at Cal Poly whose parents had money and said that the only reason he ended up at Cal Poly is because they, like, brought in new administration and they cut that, that crap going on. Or he would they would have bought his way in. Because <laughs> he really... He was a big SC fan. That's when they were humming and we well, used to always watch SC games. His parents his parents got duped because uh, they, <laughs> I, didn't, I they didn't cut all that crap out. <laughs> All right, can we get? Let's get to this, Middlecoff. Yeah, let's get to some stuff. Uh, Antonio Brown, you want to start with him or the Niners and D Ford? What uh, what's got you? I mean, I think so much going on, big, Odell. I think the big news of the day, if we're going to do this this afternoon, has yeah. got to be the wide receiver for Kansas City, Tyreek Hill. The, the, somebody tweeted at us right before you, you tweeted we were about to do a podcast, and someone was like, "You got to tweet about you got to talk about Tyreek Hill breaking his son's arm and the." like a child abuse allegation. Now, by the time this is out or by the time you listen to this, maybe there's more details here. But on the surface, first glance, um, he's under investigation for allegedly hurting, I mean, at minimum, hurting his three-year-old child. Yeah, I mean, we saw a similar incident. Again, we, we have so many missing details. When Adrian Peterson who was a much more accomplished player at the time. Like, his Hall of Fame career had already kind of been established. Like, he was a Hall of Famer when he got in trouble. Whipped his kid, and there was evidence, right, on the testicles. He got suspended for a year. If Tyreek Hill broke his kid's arm, I think it's a double whammy. Like, the NFL would not fuck around. I think it's pretty clear. Like, I think you and me both kind of thought the Kareem Hunt thing was bad, but it starts getting compared to like to me it domestic violence domestic violence and you can't kick a woman but we to me it didn't rival like Ray Rice or anything and he just got eight games today like when we woke up I look at my phone and Kareem Hunt got eight got eight games mm-hmm. I felt like that I didn't think that was you know like a, I thought it was fine like that he earned his eight games. To me, if he broke the kid's arm, that is worse than what Kareem Hunt did, especially for a quote-unquote repeat offender because he did hit his pregnant girlfriend in college's stomach. Is that this kid? If it, I mean, I just how many? Well, yeah, this is third year in the league. Well, I don't, I don't know, but the kid's three. Yeah, but that, but that was like, remember he got kicked out of Oklahoma State. Oh really yeah, you're right. School. So I don't know. So the, to me, the math when I was thinking about it didn't really add up that I think he would be gone this year. Like, if he legitimately was mad at his kid and broke his arm somehow, right, he would miss this season. Yeah. But the other elephant in the room is that Kareem Hunt was a chief, and they cut him when this shit kind of came to light. One. And two, remember a couple weeks ago, we started a podcast, and you read a rap sheet tweet, they are about to make him a historic, the highest paid player ever at his position. So it's like, are they going to cut the guy they were just about to pay? Because the one elephant in the room is... I think they would. Kareem Hunt, it's a little easier to cut a running back. Just, again, in a vacuum talking football, they're more replaceable. And the Chiefs kind of did replace him. 
Tyreek Hill is not really replaceable. But if he broke his kid's arm, I don't think they would. I'm with you. I think they would cut him. They but would what cut if him. He didn't? Well, if he didn't, then he didn't. And then what are we talking about here? I do think they ain't rushing to anything. You know, you just let things play out. What's the rush? Especially uh, that's you know the difference between it happening today and the different and it happening September fifth or something, right? He probably if if this would have been Friday, September, whatever, he would not play in the game Sunday. I would think. Do you agree with there? I I well. I would think not, but I mean, something you know, it's like all he has to do is sit down and say, "Guys, this is here's the evidence. We believe we investigated." Well, Kareem we Hunt think... said the same shit, and he lied to him. Right. So maybe that would be the. But I'm just saying I, the reason I pause is because like guys playing a lot of games, I don't think they're going to play in. <laughs> yeah, you're but, right. <laughs> but I do think you're ultimately right. Like I don't think he would end up playing, and it, like the the thing, if it's true to the if if the Chiefs believe it's true to the point at some point that they're cutting him. Part of the reason is because he's going to be out of the league for a year. Like he'd get suspended for a, it would be a year. I don't yeah, see how he wouldn't ah. be off the field for a full year. Now you would say like, well, look, ultimately Adrian Peterson ended up on another team, and it worked out fine for him. Well, he he came back, didn't he? To the yeah, he did. He uh, played again for the, yeah. No, he played yeah, he again did. for Minnesota. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think we just have too much information still to be found out to know one hundred percent. Okay. Like in a, the Chiefs are praying right now. This is all false. That's the one thing we know because he's that good of a player for two like reasons. If, if this was random, like uh, I don't know, like the backup, you know, linebacker, they just would have cut him today. Why even mess around? But because it's him, they are going to give the time to let the information. Like Reuben Foster, the first time it happened, you just. We're going to sit back and give the time because he's that good of a player. And that's just the nature of the sport, right? He's You don't rush to judgment when it might be negative on the really good players. Where you wouldn't give a shit if it was what, – what was the picture you sent me of Cassius Marsh? Like, I'm going to be better than ever. We got like, cut. Let's just, if it was Cassius Marsh, like that level of player, you just cut him and don't Coming even think. would be the best I've ever been. Like, it talks a lot. Um, but thank God, you. so do I. Uh <laughs> So there's that element to it. So, you know, obviously we're all in a holding pattern to see what happens. But the other side of that is if this if Tyreek Hill, if this is true and he's caught or suspended or whatever. And you made this point to me, so you get credit. Like part of it is like we just let D Ford go. Would if if they thought they weren't going to pay Tyreek Hill, would D Ford still be on the Chiefs? Uh or would they trade him right now because they think they get they get a second rounder and that's just value? And but we're, we're would they, but is that but because it's a 2020 second rounder is that deal going away for the Niners? Well, it it is in a year, right? Yeah, but my point is that like you have D Ford franchise, you just wait a little bit. Like you're not. I don't know if the trade happens. When did the trade happen? Wednesday afternoon. Like, I think D Ford still might be on the Kansas City Chiefs. Because if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you're like, well, that money, we actually will pay D Ford less than we're going to pay Tyreek Hill. And he's such a good player. And he was our guy. That, yeah. I, That's I think what I'm I, asking. Like, would he be on the team this year for the season? Like, I, I agree with you well, he'd be on the team right now. Are you assuming they end up cutting? Like, if, if we find out that he did That's this. That's what I'm saying. Cut, if yeah, yeah. if yes. Tyreek Hill's gone and, yes. and they did what you did, which I think they would, which is just, okay, we'll just hold off on a D Ford trade. Then would that money would then they say well okay we'll just keep D Ford then 
Yes, I think D Ford is not on the Niners. They wouldn't do like a we're going to go get Golden Tate or we're going to. I mean, obviously these guys. This is the timelines are a little off here. Or we're going to go get Deshaun Jackson. Or we're going to, you know, go get the whoever. Well, but the good thing about like yeah, it turned out Golden Tate actually got a sneaky decent amount of money. But maybe they would have got you know traded like a fifth for Deshaun. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah. I, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I do. Do you think D Ford's traded if they think there's a chance that Tyreek Hill might just be done? No, like I right this. If this thing is going they on let right the now, sacks and he, John, was, he had thirteen of them. If D Ford is on the team right now, while this is situation going on, he's not. They are not consummating a trade. They're not doing a trade. Why? They just wait. Because, like you said, it. they did the deal for a, a second rounder that's not in this draft. It's in the next draft, so there's no rush. To me, part of trading D Ford or a huge element of it was because they needed that money. His what was his franchise tag? I think it was like thirteen million dollars. His was tough because he was a three-four outside linebacker, but it was kind of fucked up because they were changing to a four-three defense end. They were changing to a four-three. The Chiefs were, and if he stayed with them, he was gonna be a defensive end. But they were able to franchise him as three-four outside linebacker. So actually, I think his number was like eleven. But they got like. This isn't the NBA. They just trade it for this hypothetical pick in two years. They get that $11 million back, and they could have used it. CC, that rap sheet, historic deal that they were going to get ready to give this guy. I, I think this, for sure, that historic deal is now off the table, right? I will be, even if he's innocent, hard-pressed to see them signing him right now. That If they just found out about this today, that sent ripple effects through the front office. Because he's got another two years? He was – he's going into his last year. He's going, so he was – that was his third year. You know, oh, that was fifth, his third year. Okay. Yeah. So, the, the, you know, you can, you can extend a, a anything after second through seventh rounders. Yeah. For some reason, I thought he was only two years in the league. Um, all right, well – Well, the, Ni- the Niners kind of benefit that this did not come out on Tuesday and it came out today. Right. I think the Niners have D4. Now, who knows? May, maybe that you would – they would have needed that money anyway, and it was just time. Like, there is a chance, but I texting with some guys in Kansas City because I was writing this article for, about the athletic, like, just trying to get some information about the guy. Like, yeah, he's a high character, work hard. We love the guy. Like, D4, it, it D4, like, you're talking about D4. Yeah, and, and you haven't read any. You know, the Chiefs weren't high on the per- – no, that was not the reason. It was strictly financial. I don't so know if so they weren't even worried, like, about the two back surgeries that he's had. No. It, well, they said durability a little bit. But that's – that's a normal conversation with NFL players just about injuries. Well, it's not like quant- you know, it's not like he's hurt now. Like we saw him playing really good football at the end of the year. If they, if they had a game Sunday, he would be expected to have multiple sacks. <laughs> you know, he'd be if the Niners played a game Sunday, would he be the best player on the Niners? But so Jimmy's not playing. Well, yeah, let's just yeah, okay. Let's non-Jimmy. Well, he might still be the best player on the Niners. I don't know. Maybe he's better than Jimmy at his position. Well, he he'd look at Jimmy like, "What have you done? I've had multiple years of multiple double digit sacks on a on fucking one of the best teams in the league." I mean, Odell, Odell's pretty good. He's on the Niners. Uh, uh I, I struggle with that one, guy. That's... Sorry, that hurts. Too soon. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. I, I was watching that press conference. Going, would Quan even have been up here? Because their day would have been Odell and D Ford. Would D Ford one hundred percent have sat up there with Odell? No. Yeah. Well, no, will I, he definitely think, be on the team? That's my question. Would D Ford yeah. be on the team? Yes. I think, they, I, think I think they had thought that they were going to do both in the same day. That would have been a pretty big night or day. And still had, well, I don't know what they would have had because what they would have traded for Odell. 
but you just land Odell Beckham and D Ford on the same day. That's what's up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Instead, it's Quan, who seemed like cool, but I don't know. I mean, these are like I, now, John. I don't put Jason Verrett, who's played how many games in the last three years? I haven't checked, but I, I heard five. Of them, I, I, no. Five in three years. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you said that, but I think I saw Barrows wrote that too. I don't put him in the same category as Quan Alexander D. Ford. Like they need Quan Alexander D. Ford to be healthy. Like they're relying on those guys. They need Quan Alexander to be a player. Yeah, he's played. So Jason Verrett did not only did Barrett, he, he didn't play. Is that we're going with Barrett? Verrett, he know. did not play one game in 2018. Okay. He currently has a torn Achilles. I didn't know that. The I, year before, 17. One game, one start. Too bad, man. The year before, four games, four starts. What was Here's the, over- the positive. Yeah. Every game he's ever played, except a couple, he's been a starter. What um, What was he, like a high high 20s pick? I, yeah, mean, I think he was pick Early 20. 20s? Yeah. yeah. Good player, man. But, like. Were you at the game when he picked off Derek? Been like four. You probably didn't have to go. Lucky you didn't have to be there. I feel like I would. Uh, yeah, I probably wasn't there. Same, same cash, less responsibility. <laughs> no, less I had those. Cash. I had those pro flowers, Reese. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, more cash, less responsibility. <laughs> that is not true. And didn't you get some DraftKings too? Uh, it was carryover grandfathered. Yeah. Um, what'd you? All right. So the D four deal for the Niners' perspective. Second round pick, 2020. You like that better than a third in 2019? I do because this draft is really big for the Niners. That having pick 67 and pick 36 gives you the ability. Like To me, you couldn't package those two picks and get into the early 20s if you want to. Or you can just look at it like we're taking two swings at the top of the round. I, I think having the third rounder this year is really big because they have so many holes and they don't have that many draft picks this year. So you just deal with next year when next year comes. I think it's I think it was important to push it off. Yeah. Because what I was told is the Chiefs would have taken 67 this year. And if they had 67 for D Ford, I don't think they would feel as bad about the trade. Because, again, they probably tell you they need the money anyway. Like they just already – even if Tyreek Hill disappears – like they'll just go trade for someone else, you know. Yeah, this is this this is a year to get value for D Ford. Um, if you think you're never going to want to pay him, right? Maybe they just feel like we're never going to want to pay him. Well, they already had him for five years. Like he was a first round pick. They picked up his fifth year option. They had multiple really good seasons out of him. He was gonna get a lot of money. Like now we're at the point where you can franchise a guy, but when it's clear, like. I understand Demarcus Lawrence or Frank Clark where the team's like, do I really feel comfortable paying him? But I do want to pay him, and it feels like both those teams were paying him. But it felt like the Chiefs, is he going to get – am I going to give him 45 50 guaranteed? But you know for a fact the Niners would happily do that. It's almost easier. You just move on. You just do it and just kind of get the cycle going. I, so I agree with you on the third-round pick, um, and I'm going to quote – I'm going to semi-quote, paraphrase – the great general manager of the New York Giants, David Kettleman. Tomorrow, somebody could drop a bomb on the table and boom, we all be dead. So, like, it's a critical year for the 49ers. You're obviously investing financially. You're going for everybody you can get that you think is good. Garoppolo is going to be healthy. You just need as many good players on this team as you can get. And you, like you said, John, you worry about next year, next year. 
Um, if that's the difference between losing a second round pick next year, you hope it's almost as you hope the second round pick next year is close to what your third round pick was this year. But it's a valuable pick today because you need as many good players as you can get immediately. This isn't year one. This is year three now of this regime. So I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, I think it was a probably the easiest trade the Niners will make in a long time because you push it off a year. This year's still big. Well, hold on. What am I missing? I mean, the easiest trade they've made since they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the easiest trade they'll ever make. Okay. But that's that, this that's is in its own that's in its own little category. I, I'm saying that's to me that never comes around ever, <laughs> or anyone. But I just mean like trading for a for a Pro Bowl type position player, non quarterback. They were. It almost felt like. What I wonder, I talked about it with Colin because these boys were Chris Ballard. They were interested too because they need pass rushers. I think their hesitation was just the contract. Like Chris has been around the player. Just do they want to invest forty-five to fifty million dollars? Were the Niners a little more desperate than the Colts? Like the Colts don't really have to be desperate. They were just in the playoffs. They won a playoff game. They're good as shit. The Niners, $50 million to them, they got to spend it if given the opportunity. The Colts, it's like, well, because I get a lot of people on DMs for three and out pockets. Like, what are, Colts fans, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, you guys just made the playoffs. You don't always have to just spend the money. Like, at any moment, Chris Ballard can use his first-round pick to go get Patrick Peterson. I just use him as the name because I don't, you know, Julio Jones, whatever. Like, having cap space is valuable, and it is for the Niners, too. I don't just waste it. But to me, they had to do the D4 deal. The Colts did not. Like, the, if you heard the Niners had this option and they said no, we would be like, what are they doing? Right? To me, the Colts, I, I get them being deliberate on it. I mean, I, I don't know. I... This guy like, 13 sacks, guy's a pro bowler, and he had, like, multiple sacks in the playoffs. Yeah, but He's the, a really good player. I, I agree. I'm not diminishing him. I'm just saying that's usually not the type of player that, walk, that a team lets walk away either. So... But they, I mean, but again, at the time, they thought they had to pay Tyree Kill, and they're, he's not he wasn't their best defensive lineman. I totally get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like I, I, he's not Khalil Matt. Like we're not, you know, like that's a no brainer. This is I, this is I, I think an obvious. Beach, move. I text Beach right now. Would you have traded him if you didn't know that Tyree Kill was about to get in trouble? It's just probably not the right time to reach out to him, so I'm going <laughs> to let it fester. You think he's got a few other text messages right now to deal with? Yeah, I, I think it sucks for them. <laughs> I think Raider fans are pretty happy because they think his career's over. As they should be, because if you're a Raider, Charger, or Bronco fan, if his career is over with the Chiefs, that's a big deal. Like, D. Ford being out, like, that's kind of a big deal. Well, if you told like, me that Tyree Kill is cut out of the league for 2019 and a free agent for 2020, and whoever signs him gets to play him, I can think of one guy. Well, I can think of one guy that would want to sign him. I don't know if his owner would let him sign him, but I can think of one guy, John. Guy, I think 100% he'd be on the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't even think. Well, I think two teams. Uh, well, I mean, the Chiefs have Odell Beckham. They don't really. I mean, the they Browns. could. Why not? The Browns have Odell Beckham? Wouldn't Andy just try to sign him back? Maybe. He might. I mean, it might be. It really. We'll give you a little. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Like, we'll treat you well right now. So you remember who just said we, but we'll sign you back. Just hang tight. Stay in shape. Because uh, because if you're him, you're like, well, uh, this is a good place for me. If there was a video of him shattering his kid's arm, would he would he be out of the league forever? 
Gosh, I mean, I... Like, what does it take, worst case scenario? I don't know, murder? You don't think the arm with a guy that, because he's that good? I just, I mean, Ray Rice was Was out of the league forever because he wasn't, people were like, hey, it's just not worth it anymore. Now, would the NFL just ban him? They might. Would you recommend if you were a uh, consultant banning him if the video was bad? Yeah, to me, well, look, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but if you're the NFL, it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. You know, like, you'll you'll be fine. Like, here's why. Here's a great example. You know, the NFL, it just it's falling apart. Oda, the the man that you called on Colin Coward's show, the most talented player in the NFL, Odell Beckham, went from New York, market New York to market Cleveland, and not one person has said, you know, I don't know if this is good for the NFL. Like, his star power, maybe his endorsement earning potential in New York gets hurt just because he's not in New York to sell stuff that's in New York. But... Like he's no less a star as a Cleveland Brown than he was a New York Giant, and to Do, me that doesn't it feel volumes. like the casual football fan is more excited that he's in Cleveland because he's with a way better quarterback, way better quarterback. And I think people, I do think you know, it's always Cleveland against the world, but I do think a lot of people are kind of in on Cleveland being like, let's just have the Browns be cool. Like that's cool. Do you think Cleveland, despite having an under five hundred record, is like the Niners last year because of the team and the star power, going to get some extra primetime games this year? Yeah. How would they not? Would you be shocked if they had four primetime games? You want to get them in early before Odell? Yeah, uh, four. So you're gonna get a Thursday. Are they gonna yeah, get a? I don't even count that. Okay, but I could see them getting a sweet Monday. Are they gonna get a Sunday? They could. Like to me, what you do if you're Sunday night football? Do you get them in early, or do you just try to flex them late? If they're good, you flex them in. I think you get maybe you get them in early. Well, like it's Odell I, and I, Baker. Like it's what if Star I told Power. you? What if I told you this? Like week two, Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh. You don't think Sunday night would do that? I think they got enough star power with Baker and Odell. They don't, don't play, you? They don't play the Giants this year, do they? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think there's enough star power there for that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll get a couple Sunday nighters. You're right. That's kind of the litmus test, huh? They play the Steelers at home. They play they the play, Seahawks at home. They play the Bengals at home. You know, that that's actually wouldn't be awful. Um. They play uh, the fighting Tannehill Mariotas at home. They play the Niners on the road. You know one thing I thought when that trade happened? They play at the Jets, John. Maybe that's the game. Are we sure if they're both healthy, who the better player is? No. The problem is they're always hurt, both of them, so. How about I guess Bra- kind of genius. You just get a really good backup quarterback because you know your starter might. Like, that's not a great sign for Mariota, right? No. Like, he is not getting extended this year. That's a bad sign. Very bad sign. <laughs> Dolphins need a quarterback, though, John. I don't know if you heard. Uh, yeah. Marino, I, I Googled it. Marino's 57 years old right now. Could he give them just a couple games? A couple, no, but I bet he could give them a series. I do, too. If I thought if he, when I, last time we saw him, I thought he looked pretty good. He didn't look like – he's not like a fat old guy. Right. Still tan. Like, Elway's bigger. Elway looks – I mean, how weathered does Elway look? Did you see some of the videos of him being interviewed about Flacco? I mean, he looks guy. I think Elway and Marino, are, they are similar ages, right? Because they were the same fucking draft. Elway looks 15 years older than Marino. Just, I mean, his eyes, the alcohol starting to catch up to him. He looks terrible. Can I just, real quick, uh, since you brought up the Browns, 
who are the teams you'd be more interested in watching like week one in a prime time? If I said there's just like, but, but I know who the Sunday night primetime game. It's always in. Yeah, yeah, but I'm but, but I'm just saying like who would in, like who would interest you more? Like I think they're at the very top of the list because I know what the like the Patriots are fascinating, but I know what they look like. You know what I mean? Like I know who most of these teams look like. I think to me, I'd be shocked if this is not the game. Philly at Dallas or Dallas at Philly Sunday night. No, I, I'm not. That's, that's not the question. The question is who, like, what would interest you the most? If I told you that what, interests me, what the Philly Dallas? Oh, matchup. okay, okay. But I, you but agree that's a good game. But I'm just asking for individual teams. So, like, Philly interests you more. Dallas interests you more in this particular oh, game. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I, that's I, all I'm asking. It's like I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. They'd be. I mean, up they got to be the top five. Yeah, right? they, they are. They might be one. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just coming to the. I'm coming up to what you said about primetime yeah, games. Yeah, I, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. Everybody I, feels that way. Cleveland, Cleveland's probably one. Like just a non-team of where I live that I'm gonna be really, but you, I'm not even gonna have to be keeping an eye on it. You're gonna hear about it all the time. They're gonna be one of the number one stories in the league, aren't they? Yeah. John, shout out to my brother-in-law who for two years has been telling my wife that all he wants for holidays is like Browns gear because like they're coming up, they're coming up. I'm telling you, they're coming up. Well, he's got like Browns mugs, socks, hats, shirts from the Habermans, and he. I, I do feel they are like the that. one team that you just sneaky like. Everyone kind of knows a Browns fan, but it's like, why are you a Browns fan? Why do you like the Browns? Right? I was born and into just, this. Yeah, you just born into it. It's been it's been really hard. They don't really even have that much history. So it's one thing like we know a lot of Raider fans. They at least can tell you about the Stabler days and. Just the, how sweet Al Davis was in his heyday in like the seventies and eighties. We also know them because they like live in L.A., Tiberia, Vegas. Well, I, no, I know we're a rap, but my point is that they have had a similar like twenty year run as the Browns. But at least they can always hang their hat on like we got all these dudes in the Hall of Fame. Like even we had that four year little Gruden run. Right. Where we we've always really bad. The Browns really haven't. No, they don't have the guy. They quarterback fired the time. fucking Bill Belichick. Think about that. Like that's. That, to me, is the kicker. They were the franchise that fired Bill Belichick. That That's one. At least the Giants wanted to keep Bill. No, they didn't. Well, the first time. I, I've been listening to the audiobook. Of, the general manager, George Young. Yeah. One of his big things was, because Parcells would always threaten retirement, threaten retirement, and he finally did in, like, 91 or 90, whatever. And Belichick knew that, like, George Young did not view him as a head coach. He viewed Tom Coughlin as a head coach. Oh. He viewed Ray Perkins, who they ended up going with as a head coach. So Bill, who would have loved to stay at New York and was beloved by Harry Carson, uh, LT. I mean, those guys realized, like, what how brilliant this guy was. And, like, he was the fucking brains behind the whole operation. They refused to hire him. Oh, I don't even John, I met, I met Jets, though. But that's good knowledge. I did not know any of that. Well, how about the, the Jets? The Ian O'Connor book. I've been. I listen to it on the plane flights, and I've listened. I try to listen to it occasionally whenever I remember. I actually, pay, I paid fucking thirty five dollars for the download. What book it's, is it? It's like Belichick, oh. Ian O'Connor. It's like the life story. I mean, it's it's really really good. But the New York stuff is fascinating. That he interviewed with Cleveland once in. So they not they interviewed him twice. One time he didn't get the job. The second time around he did get the job, and they ultimately fired him. Wow. It's one thing, like yeah, the Niners fired Harbaugh, but at least they hired, at least they had him for four years, right? Uh, I guess Cleveland had him too. They only made the playoffs once. 
do do what do you think of my theory that Antonio Brown only got uh, his mustache bleached because he knew that Dan Rooney would hate it? Is it Dan Rooney? Art Rooney, maybe Art Rooney, whichever Rooney. Uh, because the second he's got his press conference with the Raiders, the second he's knocking on Derek Carr's door, "What's up, boy? I'm here." Uh, mustache is back to normal. When the you know it's like the dreads are all gone. The hair. Well, the well he had some in the back though. Yeah, he kept a little, a little fun in the back. Did you? Do you think Derek knew he was coming over? Probably. They were yesterday at San Ramon at one of the high schools. San Ramon. It was. I mean, can you imagine being a kid walking out there? Devonte and Antonio are just running around with Derek. It was just three of them. That's. I was thinking, like, should I just try to go down there and get some video of this? That's. I mean, that's pretty high level shit. Those two. Right. I mean, yeah. that's those two guys. Some random high school in some super rich area in the East Bay. Just fucking throwing footballs. I think it did it again today. So I, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, look, I'm kidding. Would they partly, really but be that I, bothered by the? No, no, no like I, I, I do. Th- I do think there's something there. I don't think you're crazy on I'm it. I'm kidding about that, but I'm just saying, like, I watched him do this press conference with the Raiders, and he just seemed like a guy that's going to be on the football team, like excited to be there. How how long have you been following my social media stuff now? Not that long. Yeah, me neither. But in my experience, he does feel really happy all the time. And again, social media, I don't know if you get the full look in. Like the, he I don't lets, think you do. My experience with Antonio Brown, again, I helicoptered in about three months ago. Uh, probably the most of this season I've been following him on Instagram. And then watching the press conference and watching him with Derek, he feels pretty happy-go-lucky fun guy. Just like Otto's always around and this other kid like uh, – I think all three kids start with an A. And just like, they just seem like they're having some fun. He's got El Chapo making him food, who's also turns out to be his trainer. Who's El Chapo? Like a chef? Yeah. Well, the guy's name's Tony, but I think he calls him El Chapo when he makes him food. Like, not like El Chapo the murderer, but like El Chapo, like he's chopping up food. Gotcha. Or maybe El Chapo's his, uh, the guy's Instagram handle, so he always includes him whenever he eats one of his meals. It just feels like he's got his shit together. I, I was imp- like, you're right. If you didn't know anything that happened, you knew nothing about it. You just knew that, like, they couldn't afford him. And the Raiders just landed this guy. And you just came into the press conference. You'd be like, God, seems like a pretty likable guy. You were like, how do you end up here? Well, they just couldn't afford him. You wouldn't think, like, oh, clearly something went wrong. Yeah, you would never know. Because he's not even, like, he's not abrasive or anything. He's just... You know he doesn't have he doesn't have that chip on his shoulder like when he he can just have a kind of conversation. You're like, I could see why if you just met him and he was in a good mood, you'd like him. Well, and the other thing is, at the end of the day, what John Gruden said can very well be true. I think we've got the best receiver in the NFL right here, right? But I don't even think that's that bold of a statement. No, no, I'm not saying it is a bold statement. I'm just saying if we talk about all the noise around Antonio. I don't think he's. I don't think it's the best situation for him. We don't know oh, yeah, all, right. all the. At the bottom line is, they're taking a chance. The guy they're taking a chance on happens to be arguably the best receiver in the NFL. He's incredible. So, well, Derek hasn't thrown the ball down the field as much. All right. Well, maybe he will now. Well, yeah. if whatever. You get, I get my scouting report from a buddy in the league. He loved the Tyrell Williams signing because Antonio was like a four, you know, basically like a four six guy. Even though he tweeted today, he ran a four three five wherever they was working out. He's not a blazer. He's a fast play speed a guy. Four three five. 
<laughs> he tweeted that out. Just ran a 4-3-5 day. <laughs> but his work, if you've watched him, he's like he's kind of like Jerry Rice-ish. Like all of his routes are like slants, outs, comebacks. He doesn't just run the go route. No, I, I – yeah. Where Will, he's like, well, the great part of the Williams signing and why it was worth them to overpay, he's just a fucking blazer down the field, 6-4, tracks the ball. So they kind of like right off the bat got two guys that complement him. That's the perfect type receiver you need with Antonio Brown. It's just a pure deep threat. JJ uh, JJ Nelson. In theory, uh, I did one Cardinals writer said, "Yeah, everyone knows he's fast. The problem is holding on." I, I was fine cutting Jordy. I mean, that that obviously, you know. I, I guess my point is that Antonio's elite. Williams is pretty solid. Like it's a pretty good little one-two right off the bat. And wouldn't you be shocked if with one of those picks in the twenties, they didn't even draft a tight end or a wide receiver? Yeah. You could argue they should probably just pick all defensive guys because they signed a bunch of receivers. You could argue that. I would not argue that because that ain't my style. No. I'd like one of the tight ends. Uh, you could argue uh, you could draft three offensive linemen, John, but I would never argue that. You know what's you funny? You need five. Is that if you just watch the Raiders and have watched this guy play for the last couple of years, you go, you know what, Jared Cook? Flawed player doesn't block, but he is a big-time receiver, and in this league, every team's going to want him. This league, with all this money, and there's always been this weird red flag with him. I've never quite been able to put my finger on it. Text Buddy on the coaching staff. He's like, you know, I like Jared. People don't even, you never read anything bad about the guy. He's unemployed right now, guy. How, like, how does that guy, it's not, he's not 38, I think he's 31. How is he not back on this team right now? But, like, clearly there's something that yeah. no one has ever been able to put their finger on, but the entire league has that something. Like, what is it with this guy? I don't know. I, I, I'm fucking clueless. I, I don't get it. Because the hardest thing to find, you know, so many teams are looking for just, I just need a tight end that can be a receiver. This guy can give you 60 to 70 and seven touchdowns a year. And he was like taking a visit to the Saints. I'm like, how are more teams not signing this guy? I know. I don't get I don't get it. That's just one of those I, I don't have an answer for. I don't. You're right. Like, why wouldn't Gruden already resign him? But there, but you, but there is there's something going on. They, he knows it. He knows whatever that thing is. Because maybe the, I don't know. Maybe he's asking for a lot. Does that baffle you too? It's baffle. Yes. In a league where like Jason Verrett's getting signed, Verrett. I always say his name wrong. Fuck Golden Tate. You see how much money he got? I saw his he video. He like twenty five million dollars guaranteed. You you can't claim you're tanking and then sign Golden Tate. How about how old is Tyron Matthew? Twenty six. How was a good player on his third team this fast? And he just got what twenty nine guaranteed. Like well, like Tyron Matthews lived like to a fifth a twenty year career in like four years because he got an enormous contract. He got hurt, wasn't the same guy, so Arizona had to cut. It was one of those, like, they had to guarantee him, like, yeah, the next. Yeah, it, it's just it's been a crazy career for him. And and then he he refused to do a multi-year deal last year, so he kind of bet on himself, and he went cha-ching. And then I think he played the field, and he took the best offer. So, yeah, it is. You're right. Because it's not like, like, the Cardinals would be like, yeah, we fucked up. We probably should have just kept him. And the Texans tried to keep him. He's one of those rare ones that has three teams by 26, and all three teams wish they still had him. Everyone, like, everyone like, people want him. It's not like he's bouncing around because people don't want him. No. They, well, one of the reasons – think about this guy. 
I was texting with Andy yesterday who loves the Honey Badger. I mean, again, the whole league loves the Honey Badger. One thing why they felt good about cutting Eric Berry, who was like their leader now who hasn't played, you you needed to replace him with a leader-type guy. That's why they went all in on this guy. I love it. Text with Andy. That's a, that, casual. Wouldn't you say that is that your favorite signing, non, like, you know, big, big name? Y- yes. Yeah. We talked about it initially. I don't think it was the first one we talked about, but it's – yeah, I just I, because partly because the Chiefs need deep, like I want to see them play some more defense, and partly because we, you and I, have been we love been loving the Honey Badger for years, uh, and he's really good, easy guy to root for, and all that. So, yeah, you see Bryce Harper got hit with a ninety-five mile an hour pitch today in his foot. No, I didn't. Oh, in his foot, I didn't. Is it broken? Fifth metatarsal. Well, he went down pretty hard. You know, you know, what I was thinking unrelated to that. If I was Le'Veon Bell. I would just have to convince myself that I would have got hurt last year. Like people don't realize, like I could have got hurt last year and never would have got any of this money. And I would just, ha- I would convince myself that I would have got hurt last year. Well, do you see Rich Samini, who got the breakdown of the contract? The contract is basically two years, twenty six million. You're right. Here is my issue with that line of thinking. He, he probably did. You know, convince himself because he had to. If he's a human, you you wouldn't be able to live. You got to survive. Why why did any? Why did any other free agent play, guy? Why did any other free agent play? Like, why did C.J. Mosley play last year? He was in the same position as as Le'Veon Bell to make more money. Well, yeah, all free agent. Well, to not just one day to make more money, but also to make the money they were making. (laughs) Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, why did Earl Thomas eventually show up week one, even though he was pissed off and he held out all training camp? To make the fucking $12 million that he ended up getting. And then what happened? He broke his leg and they still, the Baltimore Ravens gave him $28 million and like $40 million total. Like if I'm Le'Veon, the thing I would struggle with most is all these free agents that got Trent Brown. What did Trent Brown do last year? Did he sit out because Von Miller called him the best right tackle and wait till he became a free agent? No, he played, he won the Super Bowl, and then he cashed in. Now, those type guys, they had a lot to gain, but there were a lot of rich players like the Honey Badger. The Honey Badger was on a one-year deal. He just sat out to prove he was that. I don't know, because I keep going back. Couldn't you, if you're in a good relationship with the Steelers, and maybe their relationship was just so tattered, just have a conversation like, listen, you get, I'm not going to be here. Can we have, and maybe you can't play football like this, but. Could we try to split some carries here and, and mix in James? I, I, I don't guess think you can do that. Yeah, so you're kind of fucked. Yeah. I, I just think if you're him, where it's easy to kind of tell yourself is that, yeah, I gave up some money, but they would have fucking ran me into the ground because they did last year. They would have given me the ball. Look, they gave me the ball every play. For, for all the what a disaster, at the end of the day, he just signed a contract for 20, what did you say, 29 million? 23 well, million? exact number and when he signed it he's guaranteed 26 okay so at the end of the day this disaster of a Le'Veon Bell situation for him he's got 26 million dollars what but but again guy he could have had 14 and a half plus 26 no doubt no no doubt I'm just saying like that like I'm just trying to put myself in the mindset of how do you just move on with your life if you're that person yeah, you, you I, tell yourself I got twenty nine million bucks. That's what you to do. me. To me, why I never supported it just because of the number in which it was. It was so high, fourteen and a half million dollars. Like that's D Ford got franchised for like three million dollars less, and he's a guy that gets rushes the passer. Like he because he was a second time franchised. 
the the two years of franchise tax would have equaled more money than he actually got guaranteed. It was like $20, $27 million. Mm. I, it'd be hard, guy. I know. All right, let's get this out so we can watch these basketball games Friday night. Okay. Later. Peace. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.